Welcome back to more Bernie and Chris, everybody. I'm Bernie. I'm Chris. Chris, you got me out of bed early today to do this, so you, you better have something important to say today. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, I'm a busy guy, you know? I, I know. Uh, I know, Chris. People, I know people like you, you guys work for a living. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How are we feeling today? Good. Pretty good, Matt. How about you? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend. You know, I worked all weekend, so Making that, that, should tell you how, that should tell you how my weekend was. <laughs> Making that I know, money. I, I know you had a had a fun little weekend. I'm sure you'll, you'll tell us about in just a few minutes. Definitely um, will. Uh, it's an uh, unfortunate result for me, but great for you. So, <laughs> but um, what are you loving today, man? Let's just jump into it. What are you loving? So, so what I'm loving today is that playoff hockey has been phenomenal so far and we both got we got the west well whatever they call it this year the semis but really the western conference and the eastern conference finals are both now a best of three so you know as hockey fans this is great and um, i love it both series are awesome right now Mm -hmm. and um they both series really can go either way i'm very curious to see how it's going to play out yeah it's um a lot I'll say it, even though I've been watching more basketball than hockey lately, like I will say it. Uh NHL playoffs they've been, they've been aside from the terrible officiating, it they've been pretty good this year compared to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. But things probably both, both players both playoffs have been um pretty entertaining and pretty awesome unexpected so far. too a little bit for both. Yeah. Well um we'll we'll get into we'll get into it in a few, but well, I'm loving today, Chris. I don't know. I don't know if you watched any golf this weekend. Um, oh, I did. I did. What, what um, a Sunday of golf! Well, you can't, can't go wrong with it. Uh, no. Listen, man. J- John Rahm got his revenge yesterday by winning the U.S. Open. So happy for him! Thank God he did. Um, in case you're not a golf fan, uh, like Chris and I are, apparently, um, a few weeks ago, I forget what turn. I forget. Get what tournament he was leading, but he was leading some kind of tournament. John Rahm was, and all of a sudden he tests positive for uh, for COVID, so he has to be pulled. And he was going to be the clear cut like winner, like no one was going to catch him. So he loses his chance to uh, win a turn to win. And then just a few weeks later, here he is, U.S. Open. Uh, he comes into the final day, uh, trailing uh, Louis Oosthuizen and uh, Russell Henley. I forget how many by strokes, but. It came down. It came down to Oosthuizen and Rom at the end, and Rom comes away uh, as the winner um, at minus six. Oosthuizen does what Oosthuizen does best. He chokes. Um, and for golf fans, this is just a this is a good feeling right here, just because. Talk about that putty that and that putty made was. Oh, both of them on seventeen and eighteen made these incredible putts right here. To basically secure the win right there, and Ustazen was still a few holes behind. So even after he finished at minus six, Rom had to wait it out. He had to wait to see how Ustazen would finish. Didn't didn't play well for Ustazen and ended up losing to Rom. And it's just just a great great to see John Rom win his first ever major. Well deserved, and he is not going to be going anywhere. This guy is in contention every big PGA tournament that there is. Honestly, yeah, he's. Yeah. I think he's number three in the world right now in, yeah. in the golf rankings. Um, that might change number two now. 
um, <laughs> after this. He won't be number one. He's not going to catch Dustin Johnson anytime soon. But you just love to see it. You do. It's, it's golf has never had so much more talent than they do right now. I agree. Uh, th- these events are always always just so interesting, and mm-hmm. golf is in a good spot. I love that, but you know there was a lot of um, a lot of tense situations um, this weekend at the US, U.S. Open, and when you're tense. You love to have a massage, right, Chris? Yes. So I've got some good news for you, Chris, because I know you probably had some tense moments this weekend uh, while you're doing what you did, which, again, we're not going to reveal it until until a few minutes from now. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, Chris, you're probably thinking, man, I could go for a massage right now, right? Definitely good. So I got some good news for you, man. Um, Bernie and Chris is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you just need a massage after well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let don't let pain and soreness let, slow you down. Exogun revive revives muscles, boosts circulation, and releases energy, so you can re- so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need the work, work the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion of percussion massage treatment in your hands it's portable adjustable and powerful exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver in the ultimate recovery like we said before you can you can use it for percussion therapy what is percussion therapy percussion therapy boosts muscles function and and recover by penetrating deep deep into the muscle with a series of rapid concentrated pulsating strokes Gain, gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with the code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. And go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Again, use the code CGS10 to get 10% off. Some good stuff right there, Chris. Good stuff. Some good stuff. So, um... What happened this weekend, Chris? Where did where, you go? So I finally made it back to uh, my first lab sporting event. And, wow. uh, man, did I, man, did I miss going to uh, sports. Something special about going to a uh, game. All right. Let me guess where you went. Let's see. You're, you're, okay, so you're a diehard Yankee fan. So that means, <laughs> that means you definitely went to a Mets game this weekend, right? Yeah, I went to go see the Mets lose. No, I actually- <laughs> I actually went to uh, the Yankee game on Wednesday. I oh, no, sorry, Saturday day. I went to the Saturday day game. How'd it go? It was you know, great. G- give us a full itinerary of uh, what happened. Let, let, you know, g- give the people what they want, Chris. Yeah. So, you know, the, we're back to full capacity at the stadium. So, you know, you don't need to show your COVID card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it felt pretty normal going into a game. Are, um, are restrictions, like, fully lifted? A&E yeah. In New- okay. Cool. In in New York in general right now there are no restrictions. We're awesome. at the seventy. We're at the seventy percent uh vaccinated number to lift all it. restrictions. So you know, um, it was great. You know, um, I sat right behind the Yankees dugout. Absolutely great seats. Um, Gary Sanchez continues to prove his doubters wrong. He's super hot. He's finally looking like the Gary Sanchez is old. Um, 
the the turning point in this game was uh, we had first and third, no outs. I think it was about the fourth inning. Uh, Domenico didn't pitch well. Uh, Nestor Cortez comes in, gets out of the jam, and then pitches three shut uh, pitches three shutout innings. So um, it it was a great win. Uh, G. Rochella hit a home run in the eighth to take the lead. DJ got uh, an RB, uh, a bloop single that uh, scored two. Also right after GL. So um, it was a it was a great game. Great to be back at the stadium. And um, you know, last week uh, obviously Matt was making fun of me about the Yankees, but with the Rays sliding and the Red Sox sliding a little bit, Red Sox week, are in first place in the division. Yeah, chill. But. They're sliding as well, and I've, we were nine out last weekend. We are now only four and a half out. We're only four and a half out of first place, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Hey, but, listen, uh, listen. Knowing, knowing the Yankees, they're probably going to get freaking blow blow a series versus the Royals on Tuesday when it starts. About to say the so, Royals, they just work the Red Sox, man. So they're probably yeah, going to work you guys too. Christ, I hope not. But um, <laughs> you know, we're four and a half back. Um, Sanchez is playing well. We got we got Cole on the hump Tuesday, so I'm hoping to start with a win. And uh, I'm really seeing. I'm. I, I hope this team can catch fire. Um, not everyone in this lineup has been able to click at the same time. If we can even get like a half of them to click at the same time, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, what what type of summer is it going to be? Coming July, and August. Uh, only time is going to um, come. Obviously, a white boy summer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so while you were th- i gotta ask this because you know this is it's a trend on. oh TikTok. we also got garrett cole to uh the whole game obviously i'm not close to the to the bleachers so oh, you know, what'd you, oh what'd you do what'd you do we go. uh i saw boone get tossed i have a video of that i actually could send you pretty funny but uh cole didn't come up at all the whole game he comes up in the top of the eighth you can see him 45 his hair coming out you, you know it's cole we're like garrett Garrett Cole, we love you. <laughs> he gives us a quick nod. We got him so embarrassed. He went back into the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come. Didn't come back out until the uh, bottom. Dude, until you should have done that. So, like, I was gonna ask, did you do that thing on TikTok where where you like yell like someone's over here, like, "Hey, uh, left hand for this or right hand for that," right? Yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the words of what people say, but you know what I'm talking about. You guys try to do that at all? No, but we were getting people's attention. You know, we were heckling (laughs) the we were heckling the A's a bit. Uh, A couple guys next to me actually got tossed out of the game because you know they were heckling and they were just being straight dicks to the security guards. Oh God! So they they kind of had that coming to them. But yeah. Well, sounds like you had all all in all was good. Sounds like you had fun. Yeah, it was fun. Meanwhile, I still got to wait for my first sport. Unless I go to a Red Sox game this summer, which I could. You never know. But I got to wait till uh, September for my official return to sports. But for the time being, you know, I guess I guess I'll just continue to watch them on TV. But yeah, you know, prices are still the same. I I paid twenty five dollars for a burger and fries oh and a drink. God. Maybe more. I don't even know. I can't even imagine what they're at. It's probably like not even twelve dollar beer. It's like probably like fifteen dollar beer now at Fenway. Yeah, I got like a like a hard cider. It was like fifteen bucks. That's insane. And it was like ninety degrees out, so of course I'm a sucker. I I fall for the koozie. I, I bought I bought a six, I bought a six 
I bought a, I had to buy a six dollar koozie to keep the twenty four ounce cold, you know. Exactly, you got to keep the drink cold, oh, right? Christ, but uh, yeah, uh, that's where they get you. Oh, uh, so basically, Chris spent some money this weekend. Is basically, oh, yeah. Uh, it's basically is is what the moral of the story is: is that the Yankees are not cheap, and you got to spend a lot of money to go there. Yeah, but it's it's weird though. They don't have any ushers right now, which is great. So really, it's weird. You definitely can like maneuver around the stadium. That's cool. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll go to a game when I come out there soon. Who knows? De- definitely, a little a uh, little bit of foreshadowing, of, a little bit of foreshadowing of uh, what's to come potentially. But uh, definitely. So um, let's just jump in the NHL playoffs since you know you and I were so eager to uh, talk about it before we you know probably just scared everybody away by talking about the Yankees. Um, <laughs> So we're in. We've reached the sem- the uh, Stanley Cup semifinals, or in a normal season, it would be the Eastern Conference semifinals, Western Conference, or Eastern Conference finals, Western Conference finals. Let's head on over to Vegas. Game one between them and the Montreal Canadiens. Vegas was all over them, four one in this game. Uh, Shea Theodore got the scoring started in the first period, um, and then Alec Martinez joined in on the fun in the second. Uh, Cole Caulfield split up, the, um, made it a one goal game. Uh, and then and then Jan Mark scores uh, towards the end of the second period for Vegas, and then in the third period, um, Holden for Vegas kind of just puts the exclamation point on there. Four one victory for them. They take the one zero series lead. <laughs> I honestly thought after watching uh, that first game, Chris, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a sweep. Nah, the Hab the Habs have some fight to them, man. They do, but I, after that first game, I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad because Vegas Vegas is just so good. And it hurts me to say that as a Sharks fan, but they are just so good. Yeah, Carlson and those boys, they're rolling. They are. Um, we're going to head to game two between Tampa and the Islanders. Islanders are one nothing heading into this game. Braden Point gets the scoring started for Tampa in the first period. Brock Nelson uh, responds almost immediately right after, just a few minutes later, on a power play goal. 1-1 heading into the second period. Andre Palat. Gets this, uh, gets the only goal of the second period, uh, makes it make makes it two to one. Uh, third period comes around. You got Ruda scoring for uh, Tampa. You got Victor Hedman scoring for Tampa, and then Matthew Barzal at towards the end of the game, uh, in the third in the third scores four two victory for Tampa. I mean, this it, it's gonna be like that this entire series. I feel like. Whoever can just get the lead early will probably just hang on to it. Not just a one nothing lead. I mean, something like a two goal lead that you'll just hang on to it after that. Because you got two right now, in my opinion, two of the hotter goalies in the playoffs right now going at it. So, yeah, definitely. All right, let's head on over to game two between Vegas and Montreal. Montreal steals a game in Vegas, three to two is the final in this one. Armia and Toffoli score in the first. Uh, Byron scores in the second, makes it three nothing Montreal, and then Procangelo gets a, gets a goal in the Gary second. Price. Exactly, second and third. Price is unreal. He is. Price, Price is unreal. He knows he's going to be a potential Hall of Famer with his resume. The only thing he's missing is a cup, and he he's going for it. He really is going for it. Yeah. Um, in yeah. the NHL, it really comes down to uh, obviously you had to score goals. To win it all, but mm-hmm. it all comes down to hot goaltenders. You look at all these teams that win in the past; it all comes down to hot goaltenders. You know, the the year that the Penguins won, 
Yeah, they they bring in the rookie Matt Murray at the time, and they they win they win that year. It, it just comes down to who can get hot in the net at the best time, and who plays exactly. great defense behind them. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or if you're an experienced veteran. If you just get hot at the right time, you get hot at the right time. Yeah, I mean, look at Vegas now. Um, they started their other goalie last night, and now there's a big controversy of who do they start Game Five? Do they no, go they're back? still they're still going to use um, they're still going to use Flurry. Yeah, I would Game Five. Without I, I, I think you got You got to give Flurry the nod, but it's you know you, they're taking a gamble. It's tough when you have two goalies that you could potentially play. Mm-hmm. It's it's a gamble. Did you see what um? Speak speaking of that, we'll we'll just jump into this now. Did you see what uh, Robin Lehner actually said? Um, yeah, I saw you, saw, it. you saw what he said. Yeah, I want I, I, I believe it. Uh, every, everyone just gives the guy a load of crap because of that one terrible playoff game that he had, um, against the uh, Avalanche. And look at him now, he, he stopped probably one of the hottest teams left in, in the NHL. So, yeah, he he played phenomenal last night, absolutely phenomenal. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, we're gonna hop back over to. Islanders in Tampa, game three, two one was the final in this one in favor of Tampa. Uh, Gord gets the scoring started for uh, for Tampa. Second period rolls around and Clutterbuck and and Braden Point score. Um, Clutterbuck for the Islanders, Point for the uh, Lightning, and then no scoring happened in the third period. Just some great defense overall. Um, Zavaleski, man, best goalie in the NHL. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Um, he's probably going to win the goalie award this year, uh, as usual. He's he's, he's just unbelievable. Um, it's he's, just it's unfair how much it's, talent it's tough, uh, Tampa it's has. Tough to beat him. It's the only way to... you beat only way you're beating that guy is with screens and weird tippings, which is how exactly. the Islanders. Exactly. Uh, every goal that the Islanders have had to get is is a hard goal. Mm-hmm. They really have to earn all their like, roles. In a one-on-one situation, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Savaleski every time. I am. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh, we're gonna jump back over to Vegas, Montreal. We're in Montreal. The Ve- Vegas Golden Knights are the first American team to play in Canada, and since the bubble, really, um, really cool. Really cool that Canada was allowing this to happen. Uh, that Montreal could host the play the, uh, the semifinal games in front of fans. Um, obviously Canada's still really going through it right now with COVID. So it wasn't full, it wasn't a full house, but they had some fans there. It was cool. Nice for the fans to be there and cheer on the Canadians. And it worked. Uh, Montreal wins three to two in overtime. Um, Roy, Roy and Caulfield scored and make it a one, one going, going into the third. Cause there was no scoring in the first In the third Alex Patangelo scores for Vegas. Uh, Anderson scores for Mo- for Montreal, and then in overtime, Anderson again gets the, get gets the game winner. Montreal goes leads the series two to one, and here I go thinking again. Oh man, Montreal might have just picked up all momentum. This this could be bad for uh, for Vegas. That's what I was thinking. I don't know what you were thinking, Chris, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that I did think Vegas was going to even up as they did. I'm foreshadowing what happens in Game Four here. But yeah. I did I did have those thoughts in my head where, damn, if Vegas goes down 3-1 here with Carey Price the way he's flying, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, bo- like I said before, both series are best of three now, and mm-hmm. we got some we got some great hockey ahead this week and this weekend. Exactly. See, this will be a who, great week. Who's going to be in the cup final? Yep. Game four, they, um, Tampa and the Islanders. No scoring in the first. Second period, 
Islanders light lighted up. Uh, Bailey, Barzal, and Martin all score three nothing heading into the third, and then Point and Johnson score uh, for Tampa in the third. Three to two is the final. Two two series tied. Uh, game five, I believe, is tonight. Yeah, I, I don't believe. know if you caught. I don't know if you caught that save at the at the end of the game when Ryan McDonough oh, shot it. Oh my god, Ryan! Talk about that a, save was incredible. Oof. Ryan Bullock yeah. isn't even the goalie, and he made an incredible save. Yeah, um, uh, might be the save you know, of the playoffs right there. If that goes in, you know, who knows what the hell would have happened in overtime? That could have exactly. been a backbreaker for the Islanders because it was with I think it was with what like six seconds left. He made that save. Yeah, and yeah, it's just insane. Uh, very great. Just great awareness right there by Pollock. Matt, right Matt Martin's third goal was a little questionable. Um, you know, Tampa fans, I'm sure, weren't too pleased about it. Yeah. Um, when, when, I, when I looked a, at it. Listen, there's got to be a questionable goal with the Islanders. Always has to be. When I looked at it, it did seem like they were offsides. But, um, you know, I guess not, Guess there wasn't enough to overturn. Um, like Matt talked about, officiating just hasn't been too great. No, officiating has been absolutely awful. I'm just, but I'm just declining the, to comment. The play on it. <laughs> the, the, seems to be the seems to be the way the NHL has always been. It's they can't get it right. No, nope, they can't, and they never hold the refs uh, accountable either. So they'll just do whatever no. they want. Uh, Vegas, Montreal, game four. Vegas wins two to one in overtime. Another overtime game for them. Uh, Byron gets the scoring started for Montreal in the second period. No scoring in the first. In the third, McNabb scores for Vegas, and then in overtime, it's Roy. Uh, with a minute, a minute and eighteen into overtime, Vegas wins it, two to two, best of three. Um, game five is on Tuesday, I believe, or maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure because of the whole going from Canada to the U.S. I don't know if they got to do a little quarantine or anything like that, but this is gonna be a great week of hockey, like Chris has been saying. Yeah, pumped up for both these game fives. Um... You know, the, the winner of a game five, you, not always, but in hockey, it's big to win game five and go up 3-2. Exactly, because then you're one win away. Yeah, you continue to put the pressure on the other team. Speaking of pressure, let's go to the NBA. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Now, Chris, we're going to save our comments for the end, okay? Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm sure you and I are probably having the same thoughts right now. But we I'm are sure. going to save – we're going to save it for the end. Um, okay. We're going to jump into the Hawks and Sixers series at game four. The Hawks win this game 103-100. Uh, competitive game, as always, between these two. Trey Young only had 25 points in this, but it was a hard-earned 25 points. Trey Young has been unbelievable. Unbelievable player. Uh, Clippers-Jazz, game four. Clippers win 118-104. Um this series was kind of that was kind of disappointing. Not gonna lie, I wasn't impressed by any of the gameplay really in this series. Not I don't anymore. know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch much of it. I, I saw the highlights of each game. Well, uh, it's a late start for me. I work early, so I can't stay up for those late games. But yeah. uh, definitely, uh, did not live up to the hype that I thought Utah was going to bring. Exactly, and plus another thing too um, about this game. This was the last time we see Kawhi Leonard, by the way. In this series, Kawhi went down with a, with a knee injury, just a strained knee. They thought it was an ACL tear at one point, but it was just a knee strain. So he's okay. Um, he'll be back. Um, foreshadowing pretty soon. So probably game three. Probably. Uh, speaking of uh, competitive series, 
Uh, Bucks and Nets. Uh, Brooklyn oh, wins. Man. Brooklyn wins Game Five. Um, one fourteen to one hundred eight. This is the Kevin Durant took over game right here. Uh, he scored. I said. I, I said to somebody at work because we were talking about this game. I said to somebody, Kevin Durant is gonna is gonna have to score fifty. I think tonight to win that game. He scores forty nine. Yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, we all know he's probably, the, if not the best, second best player in the league. And he's the best player in the league. He continued to show, not not only coming back from the injury that he came back from, but, you know, he single-handedly almost won in that team this series. Now, yes, I am foreshadowing what happens here, but, um, you know, my hat's off to Kevin Durant. And, uh, you know, Brooklyn's future is definitely bright. Definitely. Um, Sixers Hawks game five. Hawks win one hundred nine one hundred six to get one in Atlanta. They go up three two. They have the chance to close it out at home. Clippers Jazz, um, one nineteen one eleven in favor of the Clippers. Paul George, Paul George. This this was this was the playoff P game that everyone was waiting for. Um, Clippers fans, I should say. Paul George just went off in this game at thirty seven points. Un- unbelievable game from him. Yeah, he gets he, everyone's so tough on Paul George. He, he's he's the type of player that can't singly handling win your game, but he he is good. You know, he's it's hard to understand. I mean, it's the pan, pandemic P man. That's why. Yeah. All right, game six between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee wins one hundred four eighty nine blowout. Um. Brooklyn just – towards the end, Brooklyn looked like they just had no fight and they were just mentally prepared for game seven. Big mistake by them. We'll talk about that why in a few minutes. Uh, Gian- Giannis had another incredible game. Uh, every, everyone everyone did on uh, Milwaukee. Gr- gr- uh, this, was, this was setting up to be a great finish in the series. What do you think? Yeah, uh, like you say, um, they kind of – Seemed like towards the end of that game, they started rushing their star players. Mm-hmm. Um, I give James James Harden. I'm not a big James Harden fan, but I do. I give hate him a James little, Harden. I'm not a fan of him, but I do give him a lot of credit for you know playing, trying to play through even though he wasn't healthy. But uh, like Matt said earlier, it really was the Kevin Durant show, and it was going to come down to Kevin Durant to mm-hmm. hopefully move on to get Kyrie back for the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, game six uh, between Hawks. Sixers. Sixers win 104-99. They force game seven. Hawks can't close out at home. Jazz, Clippers, game six. The Clippers, for the first time in franchise history, advance to the Western Conference Finals. The game six hero. Points. They did. The game six hero of this game is Terrence Mann. What a career game this young man had. 29 Un- unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable game for him. Um, unsung hero for that game. He's the reason why in his position in the Western Conference <clears throat> Finals. Um, the Jazz season ends in disappointment. We'll see them next year. <coughs> We're going to save our comments, Chris, till after I talk about this uh, next game right here. Um Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wait on hold. We're gonna we're gonna hold on this game seven. I, I will. Game seven, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Instant game seven classic right here. 
Yeah, not often do these game sevens live up to hype. And this this one did. This one was going back and forth the entire time. Um, This game went to overtime. Kevin Durant hits a long two, basically at the end of regulation, to send it into overtime. Almost won it. Almost, almost a three. Almost a three. His, Stupid big foot. His, of course, he's uh, in the words of Kevin Durant. My big ass foot was on that was on that line. I almost ended they. I almost ended their season, but his foot was just barely on the line, so it was only a two. But in overtime, the Bucks prevail. One fifteen, one eleven is the final. You love to see it. Chris Middleton is the hero of game of game seven. He hits the game-winning shot with 40 seconds left. Um, you love to see it as a Celtics fan. The, the Nets go down. Yeah, um, you know, KD had no energy left at the end of that game. 55-plus minutes. Um, you know, he couldn't get anything on that last shot. That he he took couldn't. Either. Yeah, he couldn't. But, um, um, and then we got the Western Commons Finals already underway. Um, yesterday, uh, the Suns beat the Clippers 120-114. Devin Booker had a triple-double. You know, just a casual triple-double to open up the Western Conference Finals for Devin Booker. Um, no big deal. No, just no big deal. Um, and no big deal on this either. The Hawks beat the Sixers 103-96. Okay, let's attack. I, I, let's, let's attack. I, we need to attack here, Chris. <laughs> Who are we, do, do we go after Brooklyn first or do, we, do, or do we go after Philly first? Who are we attacking first? Uh, I, I got nothing really to attack on Brooklyn. You know, I know they were supposed to obviously get to the finals with all that talent. But, you know, James Harden wasn't healthy. Kyrie, unfortunately, got hurt. I think it would have been a different series, obviously, with him. Yeah. Here's my but, thing. But, Here's... Um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a big disappointment that they don't make it to the next round, though. For who? Not For, us. Uh, Brooklyn, not for um, <laughs> not for us Celtics fans, but for Brooklyn Nets fans and that GM. Here's my thing. So Steve Nash said after you know that oh Harden was hurt, Kyrie was hurt. You know, obviously this was going to be different. You have Kevin Durant on your team, best player in the league, best player in the world. Just saying, he led your team the other night and he couldn't do it again in Game Seven. I get it; he was tired and all that. But another thing I'm going to make, another thing I'm going to say right here. Last year in the bubble, you had the Celtics had Kemba Walker, who you know couldn't couldn't play basketball, which we're going to talk about him in a second too, Chris. Uh, couldn't couldn't you know couldn't do anything right. Um, who who was injured? Who someone was injured last year? Who was it? Uh, during the playoffs. I, oh, I'm thinking of the wrong year. I'm thinking of the completely wrong year. A few years ago, we're, we're gonna back. We're gonna back up. I I was thinking of the wrong year. You had when we had Isaiah Thomas. We went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. He was hurt. We you know we had injuries on the team left and right, and we took LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers with all the way to Game Seven with uh, Tatum in his rookie year, Brown in his second year. So they weren't even at where they're at now. No, just just saying. Just saying, we were a weaker team than than Brooklyn was, and I'm going to compare this Bucks team to to that Cleveland team. I'm just just saying, we we took they're kind of a similar team. Uh, Brooklyn, I'm not Brooklyn, Milwaukee and Cleveland were. Um, just saying, we we took we took them seven games with injuries. Just just saying. 
Just saying. Just like to point that out. And then, uh, yeah. How about the people that also like to make the comparison of Ben Simmons and Tatum? What a joke. What a joke. Perfect transition right here, Chris. Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the NBA. Coward. He, he cannot shoot. He All he does is just drive to, drive to the basket. That's all he does. And he couldn't even shoot. do that right he last did, night. He, he couldn't even do it. He disappears last night. Gives up a wide, he gave up a wide He's open layup. He's scared to shoot three throws. He's scared. He's not a good basketball player. He's not. He sucks. He's going to get traded, and we're all going to laugh at him when he gets traded to a shitty team and his career dies. Yeah, he, he there's a lot of turmoil in Philly. Um, no, there's like, good, a lot going like, to happen. I don't like any Philly franchises, so it's uh, great to see. Great to see. Great to see. Uh, great speaking to of see. things, um, great to see. So we had a trade this week in the NBA, Chris. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, so the so Brad Stevens makes his move. First big move as the president of basketball operations. Trades Kemba Walker, a first-round pick, and I think a second-round pick, to the Oklahoma City Thunder for the return of Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a second-round pick in 2023. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so my thoughts on it are I love the trade from the aspect of getting rid of Kemba's contract. Um, there's a lot of turmoil there, obviously, with him and Stevens towards the end of the year. And now that he's the president of basketball operations, even if I don't, even if Jenny Ainge was still there, uh, Kemba's time just unfortunately didn't work out. Um, you know, he had that one good year last year when we made our little run, but never could stay healthy, unfortunately. So here we are again looking for a point guard. That's going to be something we have to address through trade or off seasons. But um, I don't I don't love giving up a first-round pick. Um, I'm not a fan of giving up a first-round pick with it. I think but, it was too much in my opinion. Uh, but I guess you have to give it up um, to unload that contract. You, you know, that's why I guess they get the second pick back. Maybe they can put together some picks and move back up in the first round. Maybe. But, but um, um, I, don't, I don't know much about Mo- Moses Brown. That's his name. Yeah, he's like seven foot two, I think, or something. I don't. Like that. I don't know much about him, but you know, we lack big men, so we'll see. And then obviously right. Horford's back. So yeah, it's great to have Big Al back. You know, um, he's not the same player he was when he left us, but you know, whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench, I think uh, a big issue for the Celtics this year, besides their play, was uh, lack of leadership. Who who can take on that leadership role? And uh, obviously having Big Al coming back um, brings back that leadership. So here's my thoughts. Financially, I love this trade. Got rid of the contract. Um, You know, we're not going to be in purgatory. We're not going to be in too much purgatory. Talent-wise, I'm not not a fan, but I want to be wrong. I want to see Moses Brown and and, uh, Al Horford can uh, change my mind. That, that's what I'm going to leave it at right there. Um, yeah, then, he, he might. He might change your mind. He might. I hope he does. Um, and then also in the NBA, Rick Carlisle stepped down as um, oh, yeah, coach of big... the Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks are imploding. Uh, they fired their GM as well, or he stepped away or something like that too. Luca's very unhappy with this apparently. And now Rick Carlisle's gone. Yeah, you got Porzingis. That organization just fell apart very, very fast. 
What do you think? 